podcasting from inside the stash. I'm Jenny. I'm Nicole. And this is Stash and Burn. Hello. Hello. Hey, Jenny. <laughs> Hi. How's it going? Oh, it's good. How are you? <laughs> it's, it's good. Uh, so, uh, you may have noticed our absence. <laughs> Sorry. I, you know, I think uh, to be fair to ourselves and maybe like even to the content of what it would have been over the summers, neither of us were knitting a ton over the summer. In fact, right. it really took both of us until very recently to finish the projects that we probably talked about on the last podcast. Or maybe six months ago on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> In my case. <laughs> Well, I've been talking about the uh, hemlock, not hemlock, uh, the dogwood blanket for, Mm -hmm. I mean, even before I started knitting it. So, I mean, it was probably fairly tedious to listen to that. Uh, That turned out so beautiful. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much. I totally want to make it. It was, um, it's a good knit, I will tell you. It's one of those things, it's like a shawl where you, you knit like the first 49 rows and you're like, wow, this is going so fast. And then the next six rows take you the rest of the week. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> but um, you know, if if one was really committed, you could probably knock a square out in about three or f- three days, three or four days. I was not that committed, so it took me a little bit longer. But um, I got a ton of compliments on it, um, and the recipient really loved it. Um, I actually, yeah, I dropped, I actually, for that gift, also made a wet bag as the wrapping mm-hmm. and dropped it off because they were napping and I, I still haven't met the baby yet, but I hope to, I hope, I hope to soon as a coworker. How old's the baby? He was born in August, so he's maybe about six weeks old now. Wow. So I saw oh the dad, God. I work with the mom and the dad. Uh, okay. So the dad is at work right now, and um, and he said they're ready. They had family out. Both sets of grandparents were here, and he said they. <laughs> I said, "Are your parents still there?" And he goes, "Nope, we kicked them all to the curb." Um, <laughs> and so I think they're ready to receive. And you finished. I heard. Yes. Oh my god! I thought it would. This day would never come. Um, <laughs> yes, I finally finished it. And it turned out really cute. So, oh, good. And does it um, seem as big as you were worried that it was? No, okay. because, of course, she's like a, y- well, a, a year, year and a half, half now. Yeah. So thank God I made the two-year size. Perfect. It, um, it fits her now with the sleeves rolled up, mm-hmm. and hopefully it will continue to fit her for the next year. <laughs> I, yeah, I, th- I have found that the sweaters have a fairly long life. Um, so, Awesome. Um, so you have moved on. What are you working on? So I went to this conference last weekend where it was like, where was it? Portland. In Portland, Oregon. One of our favorite places. Yes. And so it was like the first time that I've had like class time to knit. Which you used to have far more often. Like a good eight hours a day of class time to knit. Wow. That's um, awesome. I know. I uh, cast on Gramps. The um, the Kate Oates pattern? No, it's the... Oh, the Tin Can um, Knits Gramps. Tin Can Knits. The yeah, one with the elbow nine patches. Of yeah, okay. pockets. Yeah. Um, so I figured I can make that now and Matilda can wear it. Mm-hmm. And then... I guess I haven't announced this yet. No, you haven't. It again, <laughs> so 
I was wondering when that was going to come up. <laughs> and so I feel like uh, Blobby will be able to wear it eventually. Blo- Blobby. What, a, what was Matilda's in utero name? Uh, I forgot. <laughs> no. You better be careful. She might have been Blobby too. I don't remember. As I told you, so our friend uh, Cleo, who is you know Adrian's big sister, her in utero name was Bean. Mm-hmm. I call her Bean as much as I call her Cleo, <laughs> uh, and I always have Bean Bina is what I've. I'm always like, hey Bean Bina, and that's and she responds to it like it's her name. So watch out with Blobby. <laughs> you could be calling this one. Uh, Blobby for time to get for some time to come. Yeah, so Blobby is arriving uh, January. Yep, end of January. Awesome. Um, so you feel what size did you say you're making of that Gramps cardigan? Um, well, the gauge on Gramps is twenty, and mm-hmm. I'm using like an Aaron oh. weight wool. So um, I'm making like the one to two year size, but I think it's gonna end up being bigger. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. And so Matilda will be able to wear it for a while. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I'm using the... Um, so is that what you cast on while you were at your conference? Yeah. It, so I'm using the verb for keeping warm, that merino... Um, what's it called Oh, again? her pioneer? The, yeah, the stuff yeah, that, yeah, yeah. The, their yarn. Oh, yeah. awesome. So oh, gonna, that's going to be lovely. And that's that dark kind of like the natural brown? Green. It's oh, like you the had green, green color. Okay. And so then I'm going to trim the edges, like the, um, I think the pockets and like the, sh- the elbow pads and the collar, the ribbing, mm-hmm. in uh, my Elsa wool brown. Mm. So it'll be kind of the opposite color scheme of what the uh, actual, like, photo- you know, photographed sweater in the book Which is, is brown with green. Brown as yes. a main and green. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. when you're saying green and brown, I'm like, isn't that what it looks like in the book? <laughs> yes, yeah. only opposite. Uh, those and two... then I cast on Glenisee's Water Street cardigan. Yay! In your in electric my... rose. Yes. Is that what is that what you're knitting right now? Uh, it is. Can you hold it up? I can't see it. Here oh it is. wow, that looks fantastic. So basically, you knit the fronts and the back. It's a bottom-up sweater. Mm-hmm. And so I've got like a good eight inches so far on the body. Awesome. So, hurrah. And I'm actually still knitting it. <laughs> it hasn't gone to die somewhere. So. <laughs> that I is am a. Pleased. <laughs> I am. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, you know, I, I attempted a few things this summer. One thing I did was I. Um, took apart my um a sweater that i had knit um a few summers ago it was one of those ongoing long-term projects of the t-shirt it's not a sweater um i always forget the name of it it is the penumbra tee it was Mm -hmm. a pattern and from knit scene by Coraline meslin and um it just it for a lot of reasons, even when I made it, like I knew that the neckline was kind of wide and I had tried to narrow it. It um, is an A-line, but that really gave me a floating hem. I just, I don't think I 
the size was right. And then I lost weight, so then it became even a little more floaty. So I took it apart this summer in hopes of making the Togue Pond, uh, uh, it's like a tank top. It mm-hmm. is a, a Quinson Company pattern. And um, the yarn just, after being knit and frogged, is... And it's second time cotton, And it's second time cotton already. It's not... I don't know if it's survived the process. Mm. So I tried to do what some people do, which is just... People have said, I've heard people say, that they will just knit from kinked yarn. I don't think that that's possible with cotton. So I I just knit a swatch with the kinked yarn, and it looked terrible. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of thinking, do I wash that yarn and see if it shapes up and if it's worth resurrecting? What happens if you wash wash the swatch? Like, does that... No, I washed it. Settle it? Oh, yeah. uh, okay. Um, uh, it was a yarn that already had kind of a biased twist. And I, mm-hmm. you know, you know more about how yarns are spun or understand the that. So I'd actually like you to look at it because I think there was something about the way the yarn was spun versus the way that I knit it that mm-hmm. biased it at times. Mm-hmm. And because it's second time cotton, uh, so it, it was already a recycled material. Uh, that I think that it's just been a little beat up, but I'm not completely giving up hope, but that was sort of like a path I went down momentarily that, um, I think distracted me. Um, but I I think I've finally sort of come back to, um, come back to knitting. I think, when did I text you that? (laughs) I was like, my knitting is back. I think it's like... Three weeks ago? Probably. And I, I had cast on a few things. I had cast on, um, I think the first thing I cast on might have been the Bristol hat. It's a mm-hmm. Amy Christopher's pattern. And it's a chevron, uh, seed, not seed stitch, but knit pearl pattern of a chevron knit in fingering weight yarn. And I'm knitting it in uh, Malabrigo Finito, mm-hmm. which is a yarn I've told you about, but I don't, I still don't think I've had you feel it. I haven't it. seen it Oh yeah. my gosh, it's like cashmere. Like it, It's so <laughs> soft, it's so fine. Uh, so I've been knitting that very slowly. Uh, you have to pay a little bit of attention because this, going back between the knit and purl and every row is a little different. Right. Um, and they're not really any rest rows. Uh, so I cast that on, it's still on the needles. And then I cast on um, Cleo's little brother who is due in October. I cast mm-hmm. on the Storytime Scholar for him. I actually went and bought new yarn, um, considerate of non-knitters. I went and bought um, Barocco Vintage in the Chunky, which is a, a yarn I really like. I had knit Adrian a sweater in that, and it holds up really well for kids. It washes really well, and I got it in um, kind of a burgundy. Can you put it in the dryer? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. I put a lot of things in the dryer. I'm going to admit that right now. If I knit something in superwash, if I wash it, I always put it in the dryer for I would say twenty minutes. Huh. And I've never, I've never knock on IKEA wood. Uh, I've never had a problem with that. So right. um, I'm just gonna go with that for now. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure there are people out there saying, "Oh my gosh, why would you do that?" But I think that the way that superwash stretches, that uh-huh. by putting it in the dryer, it springs back a little bit and then I can kind yeah. of block out the damp right item and still and then you don't get have to the wait shape. forever yeah. a I don't have to wait forever B I don't get that stretch which I think I've had plenty of things stretch over time right so yeah I'm just gonna tell them you know, wash and dry it as as you normally would at almost anything I mean you wash in cold 
um, tumble dry, maybe take it out a little bit before that. But I believe vintage is, um, it's a blend. It's not a complete acrylic. It's a, I think it's a... It's got some wool in it. Yep, 40 wool, 10 nylon, nylon 50 acrylic. So, um, but that's that's coming together. The Story Time Scholar is a pattern by Lisa Chemery. Um, it is, I believe, about $5 on the Ravelry. Yes, $5. And um, I, I've I changed some things. So I had knit the easy part. The It's top-down raglan, so I knit down and broken it off for the sleeves and the body. And I started to knit the body, and I was in an all-day meeting. And I thought, oh, I could just keep going. And, yeah, I got this pockets thing. I think I think I should be fine. And then I realized I didn't understand her directions for the pockets. And I'm in this meeting, and I'm like, okay, I can't sit here reading the instructions for the pockets. I also can't sit here for the rest of the day and not knit. So <laughs> I kind of winged it on the pockets. Right. Um, I made one change. Her pockets, so the pockets on that are, um, are ribbed to distinguish them from the body. They're a patch, kind of patch style pockets, but you knit them in. So I, I, I can't even remember what, how her directions were different than what I did, but I believe I knit the flap and then I went back and cast on and knit for each pocket. And I didn't like the way the, the regular one, one rib looked. So I did a twisted rib for mm-hmm. the pockets. I also think, although I don't see it in any of the pictures and I couldn't really read clearly and I, because I was in this meeting and I haven't gone back. Um, I think that the ribbing for the pockets is actually supposed to extend all the way around the whole body of the sweater. So basically from the pockets down, it's ribbed, but I didn't do that. Um, I just did it in the front for the pockets. So at this point, I've knit the body. I finished the second sleeve last night, which was exciting. It was really holding me up or holding me back. Those sleeves. Oh, those sleeves. <laughs> and now now I have to pick up for the big shawl collar. So that's that's the last element for that project exciting um and then i knit a barley hat from the tin can knits simple knits collection your your favorite ladies and then from that collection because you knit that sweater for matilda out of that right i did i that was the best sweater yes so i knit um i had some yarn left over and i still have some yarn left over from the uh, dogwood blanket and another coworker of mine uh, just had a baby and um, someone I don't know as well I guess because instead of knitting him a blanket his baby a blanket I knit his baby a hat um, so I um, hey you made his baby something that's right it's true um, you should be happy so I, the barley hat I knocked that out in like minutes it was great right. I mean the baby size and I made the baby size one so that they, since the baby was born in August, I figured they need it would need a nice little hat for the upcoming fall and winter season here. Right. Um, and then, um, so then, you know, it's single skein September. Woo woo. <laughs> um, and combined with that, that last month, uh, Deborah Goldie Girl had um, she had issued the August challenge because we had fallen so far off the map this summer that um, I didn't even go on Ravelry very often, and I didn't issue the Uli challenge for August, so she came on and said, okay, here's the challenge, knit a hat. And that really spurred me to start thinking about knitting some hats, because they're A, so satisfying. B, I have so much, I have so many small amounts of yarn 
in my stash. It's right. kind of cuckoo nuts. So um, that's why I started the Bristol hat and the barley. So I am, um, and inspired by uh, Tasha, Bishu Master, who is out to get rid of as many entries from her stash as possible. So she's not going for yardage. She's going for entries as far as her huh. destashing. And um, so for single skein September, she's like, I'm going for these partials that I have in my stash. And I was like, I should do that because I have so many. And as, Je- as Jenny and I are recording, I'm like winding up all these partial balls of yarn that I have. So I'm right now kind of going for the partials in my stash. So in that spirit, I had a partial skein of a very, very old art fibers yarn called Sage. Do you remember Sage? I love Sage. Yeah, Sage was, I think the pre... It's a single. It's a single, and it's the pre-Ming yarn. And it's like a wool alpaca blend? It's a wool alpaca blend, where um, Ming is wool silk, this is wool alpaca, and they could never bring it back. She said they never could find somebody who could manufacture it for them after they lost to that manufacturer or stopped making it or whatever. So I um, I had this precious bit of sage in my stash and that I was saving for whatever reason. Uh, who knows? And I um, cast on the Ripley hat by Isolde Teague. Mm-hmm. It's from the second Whimsical Little Knits uh, collection. And um, I'd knit it before in Cascade eco alpaca a, a very another lovely yarn and since uh the makeup of eco alpaca and the makeup of sage were similar i thought oh i could do the same style hat right so as i cast it on i i i decided i sort of threw caution to the wind as i often do and you're supposed to increase up to 60 stitches but it seemed too small so i increased up to 80 stitches mm-hmm. um so, in what was a shock to me, I started to run out of yarn very early, <laughs> right. or earlier than I should have. So I, and it already seemed a little small, even with 80 stitches in the body. Really? Yeah, it it did. It's not in the room here with me, otherwise I would show it to you, but um, it, um, so... I had made the second ripple. So if, if you're not familiar with Ripley, what you do is you, you knit the band and then you pick up for stitches. And one of the things is that you make these pleats that um, you could either put on the side of the hat or wear in the back of your head. Um, and I made one that I just really loved. And um, so and I'd been meaning to make it again. So I, I had made two of the pleats and then I realized I had not very much yarn left. And so... Um, and I had knit up, and I was about I was about to make the the third pleat, and when I got there, I tinked back two rows, and then I totally changed the decreases, so that I eventually ended up with forty four stitches on the needles, and I did a three needle bind off, and so it's more of like a a little bit more square on the top. So I reduced, mm-hmm. I went down from eighty to forty four. So there's a little bit of a decrease, and then I it sort of folds in there at the top. And I, Adrian tried it on for me, and it fit him, so I think I'm going to give it to my younger niece, who I imagine has, her head's not really probably that much bigger than Adrian's, because he has right. a giant head. So it turned out really, actually, very cute, but not what I expected. Right. Hey, but that partial is out. That partial is now out of my... And like, that partial's all... probably over 10 years old, right? It's 8 years old. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I looked it up today to move it out of my stash. I was like, whoops. 
They still had Sage in 2006? Yeah. And I guess that's, so. That's what I had. Yeah. That's what I had marked, and I don't know what, where I got that number, but I tagged it when I was doing my big stash count as 2006. I may have just guessed, mm-hmm. or I may have had some some reason to think it was 2006. Oh, well, I, I know why I thought it was 2006, because the two original projects I knit in Sage, I knit in 2006. So I just put it the date as the original projects that I knit with it. I remember now. Um, I have been doing a ton of pattern stocking slash shopping. Uh-huh. I have this habit of trying to figure out who has their patterns for sale on Ravelry mm-hmm. and kind of chasing them around um, <laughs> or chasing sales around. So I somehow ended up in the – it's there's a annual September uh, – annual – celebration or they call it pluck timber so people in the plucky knitters group have pluck timber where you knit you know plucky yarns and there's a thread in the pluck timber group uh for you know designer specials and so anybody who has their patterns that can be knit in plucky yarns or either I think were designed for plucky yarns or they give you suggestions for what plucky yarns you can knit with them and every day someone you know adds a sale so I have right now I haven't bought anything I just have a ton of things in my cart mm-hmm. because I want to have some sort of incentive system so like okay if I knit a, so I think my thing is for every FO I get done in September I can spend you know X number of dollars on patterns I don't know two or four dollars or something I don't know how I'm going to work that out I have so many patterns. It's so funny because I was channeling you when I was buying these patterns because before, when you've gone on pattern benches, I'm like, but don't you have a lot of patterns? You're like, yeah, but now I have more patterns, so anytime I want to knit something, I already have the pattern. And the pattern doesn't take up any space in your house. Exactly. (laughs) So that's what I was thinking. I was like, okay, so I could buy this pattern or I could buy yarn. And I was like, the pattern doesn't take up space. Maybe it will help me use yarn right um it supports some designers but some of the things that i have been let me let me talk about some of the things that are in my cart right now uh one of which is uh oh come on carty cart cart there we go one is um a collection it's a one of these mystery collections by um alexandra tinsley who's pattern design company is called Dull Roar, Roar, R-O-A-R, and it's a hard word for me to say, um, and it's called the Sweet Tooth Collection, and uh-huh. right now, um, as of today, September, what is it, 13th, it is $8. Um, as each new pattern is released, the price of the collection will go up, so I think it'll be $8, and then I think in about a week or two, she's going to release a second pattern, and then the price of the collection will go up. Until mm-hmm. the fourth pattern, when it will be the full price. So I'm trying to get enough FOs to buy that uh, collection while it's still eight dollars. But the first pattern that's out is called Drage, and it is a uh, this smushy, cabley hat knit in um, the original Malbrigo uh, merino with a pom pom on the top. Uh-huh. And then I think it also helps that the colors are totally colors that appeal to me. Um, the color it's knit in is like this soft, soft blue, turquoise blue. And um, 
the pom-pom is yellow <laughs> it's like neon uh highlighter yellow <laughs> that sounds awesome um so that's one thing i've been stalking um Another a collection that's on sale through Plucktember are two patterns by um, Cassie Monksguard, and they're the Anadel. They're both cowls, uh, Anadel and Lucky Charm. And Anadel is um, it's a cowl, a cabled cowl, but it's um, it doesn't have any pearl stitches, so it's an all knit cables. I guess it does have pearl stitches, you just can't see them. And it you can knit it in either bulky or worsted. And basically right now her, her patterns through Plucktember, if you can track down the code, are 50% off. And her patterns are normally $4, so you can get both of her patterns for $2 a piece. Uh, the other one, Lucky Charm, is also a cowl, but it's um, like a cowl that you can... Um, pull down over your shoulder how she's modeled it is it pulled down over to the shoulders and it's mm-hmm. a cabled and textured cowl it's really beautiful knit and worsted weight yarn um i really love it i had looked at i'd seen these patterns before um i i spied a um cute hat by alicia Plummer called rainy tuesdays it would be a great single skein project i, I love alicia Plummer. yeah i really she has such a nice clean um aesthetic that is like woodsy urban maybe right. I would call it um urban woodsy um like it fits equally I feel like you could like live in Maine or you could live you could live in Portland Maine or Portland Oregon right like it's it's that kind of um and right now that pattern is two dollars I don't know if that's a promotion or ongoing um I know that another one of her hat patterns is is similarly priced I love that knotted pine hat. I love that. And I have that. I actually, that might be one of the next things I knit. I I have that pattern. I love that port side sweater. I like. With the pockets. Just so many. And she also had knit that beautiful sweater um, in Western Sky Knits. Right. We, the nested mm-hmm. sweater. So nice. And I love that cabled vest she made. Yeah. yeah. This is Except I haven't actually knit any Alicia Plummer, even though I love her. <laughs> I got the abate pattern, which is like that kid's version kind of, of funnel neck. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cute. Like sweatshirty sweater. Yeah. And I'm th- kind of excited about the new Tin Can Knits collection, of course. Is that the uh, road trip one? Right. Oh, yeah. Right. There's some cute sweaters in that. Do you want to talk about that? I actually pre-ordered it. I was so excited about it. So it's not like I haven't been buying patterns. <laughs> that is definitely still happening. Um, let's see. What am I excited about? I'm excited about... There's a sweater that keeps popping up in my in my world from that collection. And it is... Prairie Fire? That's not it. Not the one. I mean, Caribou? That... Old growth? I think it's old growth. Is that the asymmetrical cardigan? Oh with yeah, the with tree? the tree. Isn't that adorable? It is super adorable. I just love that they make so many different size variations for yeah. all of their sweater patterns. No, it's it is really lovely that they do that. Yes. Um shoot. 
I had all the patterns open and then I hit back. <laughs> There's, yeah, the stovetop um, hat, which is, they're genius with cable. Yeah, there's a number of really cute things in here. And I, uh, I guess my eventual aim is to just knit everything from nine months of knitting. <laughs> <laughs> is this the first? So I feel like I should just uh, keep going with uh, Ooh, that one. pattern collections. Yeah. Um, I like that. I don't know if I'm saying this right, but the Cleoquat, the oh. um, color work mm -hmm. yoke sweater. Mm -hmm. It's really pretty. And I like the matching hat a lot. Mm -hmm. it would be, yeah, it would be great if you could knit the matching hat, as I guess, as the gauge swatch, and then be ready to make the sweater. The prairie fire is also nice. You can make it as a t-shirt or a pullover. It's a really cute t-shirt on the kid. But uh, yeah, I'm very excited. And I, I've been kind of thinking about casting on socks. What? I know. I know. Um, every once in a while, I go back to um, Veronique Avery's book um, mm -hmm. that I like so much. The, um, wait, it's right here. Uh, what is it called? Oh, heavens. Knitting, cl knitting classic style. I, uh, no, the other one. The other Veronique Avery book? Oh, I don't yeah. have that one. I love that book. I don't have that one. Um, I really love that book. Let me figure out what the title is. Yes, that is the one that you knit the slippers from. Yeah. Um, but all of those patterns are super cute. And, oh my God, why can't I find it? This is crazy. It's like, it's good. does it have the 24 in it? Is that what it's like? Knitting 24-7 yeah, like, or something? Yeah, Knitting 24-7. That's the name of the book. Oh. <laughs> Yay! Yay! It out. Um, but anyway, there are these um, lace socks that have like a twisted garter heel and toe mm -hmm. that are like lace designed to mimic the look of cables. It's this cross-stitched lounge socks. No, it's um, it's like the socks that are on the cover of the book. They are the lacy cable socks. Mm -hmm. I kind of want to knit those. Oh, the ones on the cover are so cute. Yeah. So you th you haven't cast them on. You're just considering. I'm just thinking about casting them on. Mm. But I feel like I have to finish Gramps. Or make a super substantial headway into this water street cardigan before mm -hmm. I cast on anything. Yeah, I know. I I think that's maybe why I'm in the single skein mode right now because I know that that's accomplishable. And right. maybe if I got rid of some stash entries, I would feel. I would. Feel, you know what? I, you know what I, I want to say. What I really appreciate about you and about our podcast is that our mission has never changed, right? Our mission has <laughs> no. always been to knit down our stash. We never said we weren't going to keep acquiring stash. Right. Maybe we but did. We Actually, you know what? Down. Actually, no, we have said that. I lie. I'm sorry, people. I just fully lie to you. <laughs> Let me just say I'm changing my mission. I will never again say I'm never going to buy yarn because that is the curse. That is that is the kiss of, of, of stash diet death. For me right. to say, I am not going, because I have this week been thinking, 
what if I try to get down to a hundred entries in my stash and then I, I only then can I buy yarn. And I was like, you know what that means? That means tomorrow you're going to go out and buy yarn. So don't <laughs> say that. Like, just, let's just like, be reasonable. Well, I really feel like as time goes by, our yarn buying opportunities have actually dwindled. Yes. To a certain extent. To a certain extent. Like, we're not traveling to go to things like Sock Summit anymore. No, and did you buy yarn while you were in Portland? I did. Did you go but to knit? Did you Did you go to Knit Pearl? I did. You have that was to because Harold um, bought me a gift certificate for my birthday at Knit Pearl, so yeah. I kind of had to just. What were you do? Had them ship you yarn? No, I know that would be crazy. That's nuts. Um, so I got two skeins of that wool alpaca um, shibui yarn that I like so much—the shibui yarn in a forest green color—and mm-hmm. then I got two skeins of something that I. I think is called Happy Camel, but I'm not sure if that's exactly the name mm-hmm. of the yarn. Okay. But it is super soft, and I figured I can make Blobby something nice mm-hmm. for his first six months out nice. of 200 skeins. 200, 200 skeins. yards. <laughs> 200 yards of uh, Happy Camel. Yeah. Um, I have to hold something up to you. I'll take a picture of this. Um, can you see? Can you, yeah. Can you describe what you're looking at? I'm looking at two, the count, maybe, okay. Yellow. Yellow. Mm-hmm. Yellow, mm-hmm. mustardy yellow, more golden orangey yellow, and greenish yellow. Mm-hmm. This is this, I just am going through this one box, and there are four different kinds of yellow yarn in it that I do not have, well, that's not true. They all are related. This is the only one that's a tiny partial, which is some Cascade 220 in yellow. Then I have a full skein of Mad Tosh in, this, in Candlewick. Uh, uh-huh. This is Mad Tosh DK. This is a stunning, beautiful, sunny color. This is left over from my Aislinn cardigan. And this is that rustic wool that I love so much that I went right. and like bought out all the that I could one time. And this is it's super wash. It's and super wash. And it's good for hats. So you you must become a hat soon. Um, yeah, it's just, it's ridiculous. I, um, I went to Ikea last weekend to buy my new sewing table, sewing and cutting table, and I bought, um, you know, those jars that have the clip lid, you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Yeah, that, that you would, like, put sugar and stuff on the counter. I made, I bought a couple of those to put yarn remnants in. Uh-huh. And it's funny to see my, um, my jar that's like palettes yeah it's this it's so like uh one of them is just basically the bottom half is some version of turquoise or you know teal like it's just like bottom half like between who knows what's in there but i I, as i was coming up with partials everything was this turk this uh, teal and then a lot of this color this green this springy green um and it's interesting because I, I keep thinking I want to expand what that palette looks like for me or what my palette looks like. But I'm like, what is it that I'm missing? I think I'm missing a red. I don't have a really strong, like, this is this is some leftover red I just came across. And it's terrible. It was, I got it for, this is from Adrian's Team Zizou hat. It's not a red uh-huh. that I would normally, you know, use. So, it's funny. I don't know how I would expand that. Um, you know what we don't knit with? Hmm. We don't knit with a lot of like sea foamy green, no. or like, it's true. you know that that kind of 
We, I think we the don't pastels. really do pastels that no. much. No, but I find that a lot of the things I have are more deep, and mm-hmm. what I'm, I think I want is a little more bright. And then right. when I do get bright, it's usually it's like I just held up some spring green. Here's another spring green. It's it's this green, and I think I might need a little pink. Uh huh. Some red, and I have a lot of purple yarn, but I haven't knit with it enough to have remnants of it. You gotta make that. Um... You have to make. I have like six purple. You don't don't worry about finding out what you're thinking of, Audrey and Unst. Yes. 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 You have to use that yarn. I have to use that yarn. I have some purple <laughs> Miss Babs lace weight, twelve hundred yards of that. Holy I have. Crap. Um, what are you gonna do with that? You know what I've actually been thinking about doing, and I think I may have talked about this already. Remember, I said that I've sort of I don't know if I want to knit Audrey and Unst in that purple yarn. Are you going to hold it together? I was thinking about holding the the Quinson Company together with the Miss Babs and mm-hmm. making the Il Grande Favorito. I may have said yes, that already. Yes, do that. Um, so that's that's a possibility. Um, I also have to make my way back to my the cardigan for my brother because this February is the February that I need to give it to him. And I think it may be the push. So um, on the Double Knit podcast, they're doing a Cal this fall that started September 1st that I'm obsessed with, although I didn't think I would join. It's called the Cardi Party. Uh-huh. And I keep texting, well, I didn't keep, one night I texted Erin two things that I keep thinking. Whenever she says Cardi Party on the podcast, I think of two things. One is, there ain't no party like a Cardi Party because a Cardi Party don't stop. Say what? Um <laughs> And then the other is the song Fun by Sly and the Family Stone. And uh, the, what does the line go? Oh, the line goes, when I party, I party hardy. But I've been singing it, when I party, I cardi party. Um, <laughs> so, um, so I think it's just always in my head. So I'm like, all right, I got to I gotta get on this. And I, I have the start to my brother's sweater. But, um, you know, as I have proven, I don't knit very much in the summer, and it is a man, even though my brother's not a big hulking man, he's a fairly, do you say petite for man? I don't know. If he's, he's not petite. That's, you know, he's just not a big dude. So um, his sweater, it's not like it's going to be this big, cumbersome thing, but it, you know, it is a big woolly sweater. So, but I got to get on to that. So um, I think I might use the Cardi Party as an inspiration and maybe just try to stick with really small projects and his. But I have some some baby sweaters to knit. I mean, we I got Johnson across the street. My neighbor's having a baby. Blobby's coming along. And I, I actually just panicked because as I was talking to you, I was like, I figured out what I was going to make for Blobby. And I, t- <laughs> I totally forgot. But I figured it out again. This is just like when I add something to my Netflix queue. And I'm like, I say to John, I'm like, oh, I added something to our Netflix queue. What is it? I'm like, but something we should really, really watch. It's going to be totally good. And every day, like for three days, I had to go back and realize until I remembered finally it's The Hour, the BBC miniseries with um, uh, I like that show. Dominic West. Yeah. It's, um, it's actually on, not, it's just to clarify, it's not on Netflix. It is on Amazon Prime. Um, right. If anybody wants to watch it. I still haven't watched it. But I have, good. I have finally <laughs> figured out that that is the thing I wanted to watch. But. Yes, I keep having to remind myself um, about, and so I have you know three baby projects, my brother's sweater. So I think then the the background project just has to be hats. I'm just gonna just go hat crazy. Do it. Get through those partials, like this. Here's something else. 
Here's this is a hundred grams of Yaza that's been sitting in. When did I finish my Acer card again? Three years ago? Who knows? Well, to, in your defense, it is hard to knit with like the dregs of a big project. It know? is. It's true because you are you're like just spiritually done with that yarn. It's true, but there's part of me that's also like cheapskate a completist. and a completist <laughs> that's right. like I bought this beautiful yarn. This beautiful. I mean, this yarn is is gonna make a night it's gonna be a great hat but it's always that like oh how do i pair it and i should just go and look at all the hats in my library and just start ticking them off just going down the list Ooh, did you see um the brooklyn tweed fall collection i've seen one pattern keeps popping up on my radar but um i cannot recall specifically what it is um I was thinking fondly of Veronique Avery because I was looking through that book again. And uh, she has like four patterns in the the fall issue of, I don't know if it's Brooklyn Tweet or if it's... Um, yeah, BT Fall, uh, Wake. Yeah. That's the one that keeps coming up. Yeah. Um, but she, I like all the patterns that wow. she did in there. She had four. Yeah. Um. It's funny. I, I've been thinking about sweaters, and I think, I, when did I text you sometime last month where I'm like, I decided I just don't like any of the sweaters that I've made. And it, it makes me think, like, how long do knitters hold on to sweaters? Is When you knit a sweater, are you committed to that sweater, like, for the duration of your life for through a certain amount of time and what does it it mean you know we've let go of knits in the past but you know if there's a sweater that like I really loved my mock cardi when I first knit it right mm -hmm. but I don't wear it and I'm not committed to it anymore and, and I've talked about you know repurposing that yarn but I loved your orange Amelia even though we got over the whole three button thing, I think that's the thing is that I've that moved on. It was a cute on. sweater. It did. It served me well for a long time. But these, there's a lot of them where I, I wonder, like, what's the best fate? Um, I have two. Um, as I sorted through my room, I found two sweaters that I've talked about ad nauseum over the years. But um, my Lush and Lacey Cardi that's sitting here on the floor. That's why I'm looking over that way. And my. Uh, I consider that cardigan to be a tragedy <laughs> because of like the fuzz and the felt, I mean, the fuzz and the felt problems. It's like really... how many you've worn it like twice, right? Yeah, it's yeah, it's unwearable. Ugh, that's so sad. And I mean, there's really nothing to be done except for to just completely felt it. Um, and then the it's other, like a really nice pillow. It would, but it would just be felty. It, I bet you it would still shed all over everything. Yeah. It would. You know, my Noro prep uh, that I turned into it, that I steaked and turned to a cardigan, that I could felt and probably use the felt to make like a pretty awesome stuffy of some sort. Mm -hmm. Like a, some sort of animal. Um, so, you know, it's, it's this funny thing about this hobby. It's, it's, it's the relationship to what we're making and what it means to us. And I've talked before about how when I make something for somebody, I'm really not concerned about its fate after it leaves me. Mm -hmm. Like, 
if my friend who I knit that blanket for, if she, you know, if her kid vomits on it and she has to throw it away because it's just like she can never clean it, that's fine. Like, I get that that happens. Right. But when I'm the keeper of the thing that I've made, I have a harder time, like, completely letting it go. Right. Um, that's completely understandable. Yeah. But I, I wish I could sort of send my all maybe it's a matter of becoming a totally selfless knitter so i send everything out into the world so that i don't have to worry about it anymore (laughs) well but i think that there is some excitement to you know knitting yourself something new i wonder if part of the problem i'm feeling right now too is all the yarn that i have that's sort of sweater quantity isn't i'm not excited by it anymore because i didn't do the smart thing and like sort of knit it when i got it right so I feel like maybe I need to spend some time not thinking about sweaters for myself, even though that's the thing that I love to think about right. um, and knit through some of the other things in my stash and make room. And, and maybe I'll, I'll, you know, like with everything at cyclical, I'll come back to a certain concept, whether it's a specific concept or a general concept. Oh, sweaters. So out of your sweaters, your existing sweaters that you still have, Mm-hmm. What have you actually worn in the last year? Um, well, I- even though it's not my favorite, I will wear my boyfriend, uh, shapely boyfriend, even though it's like a pilly nightmare, <laughs> um, because it's black and it's heavy, like, so I don't have to wear a coat, you know, like it's for those midday, those sort of mid-range days. I'll wear Aislinn. Um, Aislinn, it was totally my fault. I did not really trust my myself and I knit the body too long. So mm-hmm. it hits wrong. I have considered um, unseaming it and cutting it to the length, cutting it and then knitting down the ribbing to have it have a shorter length. I'm not mm-hmm. convinced that would make me love that sweater. Mm-hmm. So it sort of is. I, I will still wear it because it goes uh, really well with a couple. Well, with a couple things in my wardrobe. So, um, what, what else? What about the sweater you knit in Bacchus Aaron? Oh, you know, yeah, well, I have to put buttons on that, and then hopefully I'll wear it. Do it. Actually, it's right here. I should just, uh... Put the buttons on now! <laughs> well, <laughs> I have to put... I was gonna be a good girl and put the, uh, grain ribbon on it, but you can see it. Oh, what actually, a great color. And, you know what, this might be the sweater that I've actually knit to the, like, right length. This uh-huh. is, this is probably... Well, you can't see but it, it's right there. Like I have, I would say it's right at my hip bone, uh-huh. which I think is the length that I like the best. Right. Or a no, lot. It fits you great. It does. It's not warm and I mean, it's not cool enough to wear. So this might, right. yeah, this might be the, the resurrection of sweater. Um, you know, and a couple things were like my Acer cardigan, which is adorable. Um, as much as I love, uh, Yowza, what a skein. It, the superwash nature of it makes it, um, it makes it not as hardy of a sweater. Like Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't, if I have it unbuttoned, it doesn't stay, like it's always kind of flopsy. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, it's, if I bought any of these things from the store, I probably would not have the same complaints, right? Right. So, it's super exciting though that you are really back to knitting. I felt like that. Yeah, that, I was wondering if it was ever going to happen. Well, I think um, now that the news is out, I think we can probably say that Blobby 
took some of the mojo out of you at the at the onset. Right. And the other is that I Heart Rainbows was just a bear. Yeah. There was something albatrossy about it, so I'm glad that it had its a, fingering weight nature. Perhaps. <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Fingering weight. <laughs> I love, I love like the finished result, you know. Mm -hmm. But the actual making of it is so time-consuming, mm -hmm. and you just see progress so slowly, even on a baby sweater. Ugh. It's you know? torture. Yeah. You know what yarn has really been super hardy? Hmm. Um, that vitamin C yarn of Brooks. Really? Oh, that's the, yeah. what is that, the Rambouillet? Yeah. Oh, Brooke, that reminds me, and you don't have to answer this right now, but I am thinking about dragging my family to Lambtown, which is <laughs> the weekend of October 4th and 5th in Dixon, California, which is, I don't know, for you, maybe like... I don't know, definitely under an hour and a half. Um, but I think, I don't know, I think Adrian would have fun, like, watching the sheepdog trials. And Brooke's going to be there, and that's what made me think of it. Uh, so. Yeah, but that yarn, if you're thinking about, like, knitting any kind of sport weight cardigan, mm -hmm. that yarn wears really well. Like, Matilda wears that a lot, and it doesn't pill. It still looks great, like, easy to wash. Um Let's get to know in the sense... I mean, it's not super wash, but, no, but it's very hardy. It doesn't pill either. I feel like a lot of the sweater patterns I look at for myself are knit and sport weight. So that'll be a good thing to keep in mind uh, for the next time in the, I'm in the market for something like that. Right. <laughs> Which might be next week. Who knows? Well, maybe it'll all come back. It'll like, all, all of a sudden. It, it does, right? It does. Right. Um. Yeah. So we probably cannot make a lot of promises about our regularity in recording, but we're gonna try. Yes. Um, Hopefully, we'll be a little bit better than we were this summer. And um. And we'll just kind of see what evolves. Um, but, well, yeah, we'll try to set it. This actually worked out really well. Now that I can, I actually didn't, it was really hard for me to record in this back room of my house for a long time because of where I had put my Wi-Fi hotspot. Mm -hmm. I, it didn't, I, I didn't have a very good connection back here, but I moved that and now I have a much better connection. So it makes this an option because it's closed off and I can always, uh, you know, barrier the door so Adrian can't come crashing in. <laughs> Today I just or sent... we could have a special guest. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. You know, he and I have started to record a podcast. Did I tell you that? No. What's it about? About It's just every night, not every night, I would say three to four times a week at bedtime, we record of like a How Was Your Day podcast and send it uh -huh. to his aunt. And that's it. Um, but there's some really, there's some funny moments that come out of that. Um, like him asking me the other day, who do we know who's not very smart? And I was like, what is this question? What? I think he wanted to make sure that when he used the term bird brain, he only used it to somebody who would apply to. I think the safest way to use that is with someone who's very smart. So yeah. You can't take offense. There you go. That's what I'll, I'll tell him to only, you call me a bird brain. 
Uh, he actually then just took to calling himself a bird brain, which I felt was a fine compromise. That is also a good option. <laughs> um, so I do not believe that there have been any announced or plans specifically for prizes for single skein September, but we will certainly work something out. Um, maybe that'll be a way to, uh, <laughs> our old fashioned way of stashing down where we would be like, here's something for my stash. Um, <laughs> I also have a, just a, a bunch of, uh, as I resorted my craft space, I, um, I started to cull some books. So, uh, there's books that might be possible for prizes. Um, Uli continues. Um, we're doing quarterly challenges and monthly challenges, neither of which you have to adhere to you or they are merely suggestions. So you can check out, um, in our group at any given time what is going on with folks who are into Uli. This month, September is single skein September, so we've carried that on and the quarter the third quarter challenge is whips, I believe. I mean you think I would know because I set this. September challenge. Quarterly challenge is whips, so get on those whips like my brother's sweater. Maybe one of you will want to knit. Um <laughs> Uh, the Sisma Ball, the uh, slowly but surely making a blanket along. Those folks are still going strong, and Cold Sheep folks are still going strong. So, we have our support groups uh, within our group that uh, are really so helpful, and really the the motivation for us to continue is I feel like we've built this group, and um, we uh, we see that you're doing great without us. But I have a f- you know, I feel like we should speak up once in a while. And we miss you guys. We miss you guys, and we just want to check in. Um, And since probably the last time we recorded, I am on Instagram. I switched from being more of a Twitter person to more of an Instagram person over the summer. I I don't Instagram a ton, uh, but usually when I'm working on something, either knitting or sewing, I will post there. And then I post a lot of uh, cute pictures of my kid. So if that is something that interests you, I actually, I actually, co- I took the, uh, the, the podcast moniker Stash and Burn and made it my Instagram name. Um, so, and Jenny is also on Instagram. I am, but it's pretty much all pictures of Matilda. It's Jenny check. <laughs> and, um, and I generally, um, will friend you back. Um, I do usually look at people's pictures to so make sure, or your name to see that it says something about knitting or I see pictures about knitting. Uh, there have been a couple of creepo things that have happened on Instagram where I've had to block people, but, um, I'm sure none of them were actually people who listen to this podcast. <laughs> so I just, I'm just <laughs> cautious. So, um, yeah. Anything else, Jenny? That I could think of. Alright. Oh, and duty calls. Uh-oh. Perfect timing. Alright. Okay, folks. So um we will uh talk to you soon. Alright, bye.